Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now let the show begin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today we're welcoming program author Amy Minty, and she is the author of Dare to Do Nothing. Before I bring in today's guest, a quick reminder that selected interviews are available on our iPhone app, which can be downloaded in the App Store, as well as on TV on the Roku channel and Amazon Fire TV. Our app name on all platforms is simply The Author Show. Amy, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you today, Don? Good. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. My name is Amy Minty, and I live in South Florida. I have been a writer for 10 years, published books. I write mainly novels, and uh, this is my first foray into, into nonfiction, which I did because the world was a little different and the pandemic was happening, and uh, everybody was paused, so I tried to do something different, make people laugh, encourage everyone with a little comic relief. But then, you know, I, I still am a novelist at heart. So tell us about your book. Dare to Do Nothing is a spoof on self-help, on any kind of self-help book. Self-help books are very serious, generally. My book in particular lets the reader know how to do as little as possible, like at work, at choosing careers, in various other aspects of life. So there's more time for fun. And of course, fun includes the four exceptions to the rules of doing nothing which are, in my opinion, eating, drinking, sleeping, and having sex. My book focuses on those four key <laughs> ways to live. Now, who did you write your book for specifically? Who's your target audience? Well, honestly, males and females from ages 20 to 60, even, even older, if you're anyone who really likes to sit back, goof off, and not work so hard. I wrote it for anybody with that mentality and also anyone who works for someone else, anyone who goes to a job where they have to, to talk to somebody, like to follow someone else's directions. I wrote it for those people in particular. So could you say there's any type of central message or perhaps underlying theme that runs throughout your book? Absolutely. Basically, choose wisely in life. Strive to do as little as possible so there is more time for fun. I mean, we only go around once and too many people take life way too seriously until it's too late. That's my message. So if you had to choose, what's the single most important idea you're sharing in your book that's really going to add value to the reader's life? Well, honestly, it's the same as my central message. Do less, be less stressed about it, and have fun. Laughing is also very important. Now, if you could compare your book with any book out there we might already be familiar with, which book would it be and why? Well, if I had to compare, Don, my latest book to another book, it would be The Subtle Art of Not Giving Enough by Mark Ranson. But Dare to Do Nothing is less serious and more whimsical. It's easier, perhaps lighter. It's a lighter form of self-help. It's telling people it's okay to relax, that it's okay to not rush to, you know, your commitment and take it easy. And, you know, that you're not gaining anything by running around like a maniac all day long. When you can achieve a state of nirvana by focusing on having fun, that's essentially. I would compare it to the subtle art of not giving an F because he has some of the same ideas 
but he writes about them differently. And, and it's a very good book, his book. So why did you decide to switch from writing romance novels and thrillers to start writing self-help? I didn't switch. I just paused. The world in itself, globally, was on pause because of the pandemic. And so I tried to do something different to make my readers laugh, to give them an alternative for entertainment, even. TV was all about the news and everything was discouraging and fear, like scary in a sense. So I wanted my readers to be able to like sit back and take a break from what was really going on in the world. So that was my incentive. So tell us more about the content of the book. What kind of subjects are you addressing in the book? Well, I begin by saying how to do nothing on a daily basis. So in part, I give an example. I give a two-hour example of my life at a certain time prior to the pandemic when things were a little bit more normal. I give an example, and I also have many vignettes in this particular book that are personal that I write about. So daily life, doing nothing at work is a huge topic because so many people have to go to work. <laughs> the majority of us have to work in some capacity, and we don't always want to. We don't always feel like it, but we have to do it. We have to put food on the table. We have to you know, support our families, etc. And so I provide little ways to get around working so hard at work and pretending and, and making people think you are, you know, bosses, managers, supervisors. So it does help. My tips are mainly about that. There's other topics like choosing a career is important. If one were to choose a certain careers and I list them and the reasons why being a psychologist might be a great idea. And I expand upon that. A nutritionalist is another great career. I talk about certain people to avoid that make your life uh, more tiring. I call them snags. I refer to them as snags. And everybody knows a snag. So it's kind of universal. So tell us about some of the other books you've written. I started off in the romance general fiction category, although they were edgy romance. They're original it was nothing like Harlequin or anything predictable. All my female characters have a huge female empowerment theme. And they're also read independently, but they're also read as a, you know, as sequels. Because I carry over many of the same characters in each book. And in each book, I develop a male protagonist who is different. I keep some of the women the same. Not every book, but, you know, there's crossover because the years change. I write in the 80s, the 90s, 2000, 2013. So the characters grow with the books. My first book is called For Better Money. And I wrote that. And that covered late 80s, early 90s. And then my second book, For Lover Sanity, covered the same protagonist, her life, 10 years later if you're getting the drift. So people change and the books change because the characters change. So that's my focus. So what's been your most rewarding experience since publishing this book? That's easy. Just how well received this book has been. I was a little afraid that people, not everybody would get my sense of humor. It's a little bit different. It's unlike other books out there. I was really happy with the response I got from men and women and it's, you know, selling well in the airports, and I can't ask for anything else. It's all rewarding. 
Now, did your environment or upbringing play any major role in your writing? My upbringing was just the opposite of what I advocate in my book. My parents made me work hard growing up, you know, doing chores, you name it, chopping wood, shoveling snow. I grew up in Massachusetts. There was always work to be done. And my parents were very English and very strict. I didn't have a choice in how hard I had to work as a child (laughs) in my family. So when I went out on my own, I developed a philosophy that was nothing like my childhood. So it did impact me quite greatly, in fact. And this is what I touch upon in my book, mainly, how to definitely relax and get the most out of life as far as enjoyment is concerned. So how would you describe the writing style you're using? Definitely conversational, easy to read. In my novels, I develop my characters in detail through dialogue, mainly. So it it runs smoothly and quick, and you can pick it up right away. I don't use a lot of heavy description. Some authors do, and that's great, and that's their thing. But mine is more like a screenplay. If you were to read a screenplay, it happens. everything happens very quickly. You know, I write what I like to read personally. Now, most authors have a very specific reason for writing a particular book. What was your reason for writing this book? Well, as I mentioned earlier, during the difficult parts of the pandemic, you know, which is still not over, I wanted to give my readers a break and also a peek into my life and philosophy and and ultimately, you know, make them sit down, forget about what was going on and make them laugh, give them a chance to to take a breath, sit back and relax. That was really my specific reason for writing it. So what part of this book would you say you personally like best? I like the stories from my life that I take. I refer to them as sidebars. So I have a common theme for each chapter. And then I'll have a sidebar one, sidebar two, which is a personal story from my development through the years that touches upon the topic of the chapter. That's my favorite part. And it was my favorite part to write as well. I laughed. I sat in restaurants and I was laughing, reliving it in a way. I hope my readers feel the same way, that they enjoy it. If you could have one thing happen with any of your books, what would that be? I mean, I'd love to see it on the big screen or a miniseries or the Lifetime channel. I think it lends to that because like, there is so much dialogue in all my books, in my novels, and in this current one as well. And it's different. I think whomever developed it would have a different take on it, and it would be very interesting, and and that would be great. I hope that somebody will pick it up and say, listen, I'd like to do something with this. And, you know, who knows? It may even be me later in life. So in your opinion, who should buy this book? Females, males that like to read. It's a fun read. It's not stressful. If you're sitting around waiting for a plane or on the train or what have you, I promise this book will make you smile. It may even change the way you view life. Many, many people should buy this book. Anybody who feels stressed out, you know, the title alone, Dare to Do Nothing, you know, pick it up, read the back cover. If it seems like your thing, should buy it and read it. Do you have a website? Yes, amyminty.com. And all of my books are available on Amazon by just entering my name. Even Googling me will bring you right there. And my website is updated, and I have blogs also on my website periodically. Could you spell your name for us, please? Amy, A-M-Y. And then my last name is Minty, M-I-N-T-Y. 
Pussy Bender's great. Our guest today has been Amy Minty, and she is the author of Dare to Do Nothing. Amy, thanks very much for being with us today. Oh, thank you, Don. What a pleasure. This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of The Author Show. Go out there, buy the book today, and please share this interview with your friends so that they, too, have the opportunity to discover our guests and their work. The Author Show can be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com. Selected interviews can also be found on major platforms like Amazon Fire TV, the Roku Channel, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, and many more. And whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books to read, the Author Show is a great place to start. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. Theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.